and I'm back with another episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. I am Sandeep Rao. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about how I myself have caught myself thinking about catching myself and wondering to myself why the fuck I talk so much. Now, not on this podcast or on stage. It's just generally in life. And the biggest problem I realized is that I try to make small talk or observations or running commentary on surroundings which I really can't see. And this it makes it more awkward for people who are around me, not best friends, not good friends, not family, people who I meet when I go for events, when I used to go for events, the days when we had the option and the possibility of venturing outside our houses to do this thing called work. So that's what today's episode is about. And I also want to talk about female comedians in that business and the industry of entertainment for women. Ah, what an exciting episode. And of course, I must thank you, you, my dear friend, for tuning in, listening and sharing with the millions and billions of people that you share with. I appreciate it. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Catch you on the other side. Baby Bed Podcast with Sunday Pro. Baby, check it out. You know, when I head over to events, especially in the past four years, when I say events, these are typically annual days, corporate events or private parties or what are you uh, may like. Uh, what am I saying? What may, whatever you might uh, consider as a get together when I'm um, hired to perform for my services. I was just moving my leg. I, uh, you know, used to be a very uh, shy performer. I never really had any expectations or even requirements when it came to, um, you know, a tech rider. In fact, when they'd call us, Sandeep, will you be coming alone? I'm like, there's an option of coming with someone. And they're like, yeah, your manager or someone who represents you. I'm like, no, no. And I used to be very humble. And I am humble. But I don't know if I'm that humble anymore. But I used to be silly. I used to be ignorant. I used to be a bit stupid. They're like, um what would you need? I'm just, just something to stand on and talk to people. And they're like, God, this guy. Because the problem is when you don't have a professional appearance, uh, especially a professional um, number of requirements, not unreasonable, but professional, they don't take you seriously. And therefore, they don't believe they should pay you what you're asking for. Because they'll be like, uh, your payment, uh, do, do we transfer it to, you know, um, this this middleman, a money man who launder it, like this small little guy who collected and give you cash? No, no, I'm like, I have a bank. They're like, oh, okay, at least something, at least some level of professionalism exists. So recently, though, I've just to make the business a little bit more professional um, appearing, I have a tech writer, which I send, which basically uh, just tells them what I need from a performance point of view, what I need from a travel and um, accommodation point of view. And also when it comes to uh, assisting me, because I used to be shy about talking about my eye condition, I never used to address it. So when I land up there like, oh, he doesn't have a tech writer and he's disabled. So we're really fucking uh, in for a bad night. But now I'm very proudly saying, hey, I'm visually impaired. I need assistance at the airport where I'm boarding um, on the flight, which the airline helps, and when I land. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And many of them don't even call back. They're like, oh, shit, okay. The ones who do call back, they're very decent, uh, most of them. And when I go to the venue, there's someone usually waiting. It's typically an event manager. If it's the company, if it's the company, then directly, then someone from the company. So what they do is, they really don't know, right? Because I, I walk with the K and they're a little bit confused because people don't know how to broach the issue, especially in India. They're like, um, so uh, you said, oh, gosh, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to sneeze real quick. Uh, oh, it's gone. 
Anyhow, sorry for that disturbance. So when I get to the venue, they're like, uh, can we help you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, if there's any uh, any ups and downs, if there's any steps, if there's anything significant which I can uh, uh, crash my skull on and crack my nose on and prevent me from performing, do let me know. Glass doors, that's also something you should let me know about. So when we're walking now, sometimes I grab their arms, like, fuck, just grab it, fucking give me your hand, jerk me off. No, I, I usually hold their upper arm and they're, they're just a lot easier. And But sometimes, you know, I've had two people come and hold both my hands and I'm like, okay, and it's just dangling awkwardly. It's really fucked up. But what tends to happen sometimes is when I'm just walking, I try to break the tension, break the awkwardness with some conversation. So I'm like, you know, typically walking into like an auditorium or a, a, a banquet or, you know, a lawn or something, depending on what time of the day and where it is and what time of the year. And I start talking. This is where I realize I'm a fucking stupid conversation. So I, if it's like, say, a banquet hall, I've, I've got myself saying, so is this thing permanent or do you guys just build it for the events? They're like, uh, fuck, what is he talking about? No, we don't know where, because this is a building we're walking into. It's made out of cement. It's made out of concrete. It's been here for 15 years. Um, what does he mean by is it permanent? Because it hasn't really gone anywhere. What is he seeing that we can't see? Or what is it that he, we can see that he can't see? And I'm like, great, great. Air conditioning is really good, efficient efficient I'm just while saying this in my head going what the fuck are you saying why does it matter to anyone in especially you whether this building is permanent or not you're going to spend all of 45 minutes here and get the fuck out of there and the check has been deposited the payment's been transferred why the fuck do you care about the air conditioning or for that matter the building whether it's permanent or not like these seats are cool cool so what are these guys up to see the point is when you can't see, don't make observational fucking comments about the building or your immediate surroundings or about the uh, venue or about the setup. Just get on there, get on the stage, take the mic, do a check and be like, you know what, this is all I need. Where's the front row? Am I facing the right direction? Are the lights going to hit my face? Am I going to fall off the stage? If those four things are taken care of, you're pretty much taken care of as and you're sorted as a visually impaired disabled comedian. So that's pretty much what I do. And yeah, I'm bad at small talk, man. But um, I talk too much. And I've noticed that I I talk a lot when it comes to people I don't know very well and even people who I know very well who aren't, who aren't very interesting. Because it, it probably comes across as arrogant when I say not very interesting. But I really have realized that most of the times when I, when I talk over people, my wife does this. She likes, my wife tells me, she's like, Sandeep, you talk over people, you don't listen to them. I'm like, because nothing they've said from the past few minutes or if it's someone I've spoken to over and over again or the past few encounters, the past few experiences uh, has contributed to my life in any way. So I feel the best way to do it is kind of like playing a monologue, which is also a dialogue where I kind of am talking to them, but I'm also kind of anticipating what they're going to say. So I'm pretty much talking to myself, which is why I'm enjoying this lockdown a lot because I don't have to deal with these fucktards who I have to basically cover for when I'm conversing with. But it's so... Um, it's so annoying when you meet someone like you and they end up cutting you off. Then you realize that, fuck, this guy has the same plan. And in his head, you are a fucktard. It's pretty disappointing. Come across one or two people like that. But then uh, the best thing to do is not talk to them again because you feel insecure about yourself. Because in your in their eyes, you're the fucktard. And uh, you realize it's not nice to be on the receiving end. Unless, of course, you're gay and you like it that way. And, of course, I, um, I you know, it's, it's, it's a good space to... Um, be when when you don't have to talk to fill the void but it's uh, also you know tiring when I'm doing this professionally and I'm doing this um, socially every time I go out because it kind of I feel there's 
in my line of work with, uh, I mean, what I do with podcasting and also with my stand-up, is there a certain um, value to image, on stage image, uh, behind the mic image, uh, behind the podcast mic image? And there's certain value attached to your words and how you say it and what you say and where you say it. And if that kind of uh, image or that kind of um, uh, that value is undermined in your audience eyes, that kind of uh, fucks up your business and your branding is uh, what I read in a book, which I threw away. But no, I think it really is just more than anything tiring because you're trying to be funny on stage. You're trying to compensate for their inadequacy as people who are in a conversation off stage. You're trying to just uh, fill the void because you're uncomfortable, which is also adding to your level of um, baggage. And next thing you know, you're just pooped. So yeah, if you're a person who talks too much, I think silence is a beautiful um, a way to fill up time. And I think the biggest thing this uh, particular lockdown is teaching me, uh, this quarantine is helping me be comfortable with silence and not just fill the void because I'm uncomfortable uh, with silence. So I try to do this um, where I speak when I need to and um, when I need to say something either on a vlog or this podcast. And um, then I don't make for the rest of the time, I'm not trying to make unnecessary conversation with people on the phone. I'm not just trying to call people because I'm bored and I'm like, so what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? So I am trying to give more respect to what I like doing and what I love doing and what I am um, perceived as doing for a business. My value is coming there. And when you, um, I'm not going to say like you have to pay me money every time I talk, but um, it just, um, is given more of um, more weightage when you do say it on the platform you choose to say it on. Right. Now, coming to the other thing I want to talk about is female comedians. Now, I personally believe there are not very many f- funny female comedians in India. It's um, I'm, I'm saying that because I have a reasoning behind it, right? It's because, see, the thing is the entertainment industry for the most part is, um, I mean, I'm not going to go too much internationally, but in India it's male-dominated. And, of course, the people who expect women to play a particular role have this uh, version of women which is not um, relevant anymore. And it also is in a way subjugating, it is uh, typecasting, it is uh, derogatory, and it is also uh, very sexual. Now, leave all that, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. I am a sociologist by education, which I don't really um, apply, but I, I just try to look at it from a human being's point of view. Now, what tends to happen, especially for female comedians, is that, and female singers, and female jugglers, or whatever your profession in the arts and the entertainment space is, is that, see, what happens is you and many people like you women are playing a card, whether it's a gay comedian, whether it's a disabled comedian. The the industry, if you're not a male, is asking you to play a card. And this is the industry. It's not the audience. So they are saying, if you need to get recognized, if you need to get a foot in the door, if you need to get up the ladder, you got to play your card. Now, when you're playing the female comedian card, it comes with its own set of advantages and it comes with own comes with it with it bleh, 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 comes with its fuck okay this is a tough word comes with its own curse now the advantage being when you do well you get picked up by the industry as oh a successful female comedian and a female comedian who is making waves or a female comedian who's changing the mood and the conversation and the landscape when you do badly, the same thing is female comedians aren't ready for the stand-up stage. So that's the female comedian problem and that's the card problem. And everyone, when someone and everyone plays a card, the card is your little ticket, but it's also your label 
for not breaking out of that particular label. It is setting you into this little path which you're confining yourself by and the industry is just reinforcing. So you're pretty much fucking yourself with help from the industry. I personally think that if we can get to a space where a person is funny or not, that's pretty much where comedy is. If you're funny, you're a fucking funny comic. If you're not funny, work on it get better if you can't then it's not for you because it isn't for everyone guy guy girl gay disabled um race sub race socioeconomic if you're just funny you're funny man you can if once you're funny you can make uh, yourself better and make yourself um a, a more a well-developed uh, comedian a person who's able to look within but i think we're just kind of distracting comedy suffers when you play these cards because Everyone's trying to play one aspect of the industry's requirement. And as a result, the comedy which people are getting is so um, is so kind of contrived. It's coming because they are playing, they're playing all these elements. I have to get the woman angle. I have to get the gay angle. I have to get the right elements that are perfectly blended in so that the industry which is buying the content will take me and approve of what I'm doing as opposed to how should comedy be I get on stage the fucking crowd loves me I think I'm doing great original content which comes from a place which is true which is coming from my heart but every show is just funnier and funnier I don't give a fuck how many people are following me because I'm the right kind of representative for a certain kind of group I am just funnier every day every show is better than the previous one and then everyone's like oh my god I want to see more and more of this comic because this comic is fucking funny and then you get on a bigger and bigger platform your voice is being heard and then you happen to be a woman from a middle class family who had a interesting an interesting childhood with parents who molded you in a certain way these aren't things which are your brand it's just your life and these things make you a person with different layers as opposed to using your womanness or your gayness as one approach and then trying to build layers in your jokes because that's what the fucking industry is telling you so ladies this is not about you not being funny it's just that the industry is trying to conform you into the space of playing a card so if you can get it uh, out there um, just become funny and if your jokes do involve your observation as a woman that's fucking great because that's what life has given you and that's what you got to use use what you got in comedy I use my disability but it's not the only thing I use I use my anger issues I use my drinking I use my relationship I use my friendships I use my life I use my experiences everything comes together to make not my comedy but it makes me and when I get on stage my comedy is a reflection of who I am so if in any way this has helped you yeah I just hope it helps you because just you growing beyond your card and your label is just giving you that many more opportunities to become that much funnier as a comic so Enjoy yourself and uh, think about it in this time and think about uh, everything that is uh, important to you and that you thought was important to you because it's a good time for reflection. And I'm going to go because my nose is running like, well, I'm not going to complete that thought because I was going to go down a bit of a racist path. Well, if you like the podcast, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Thank you again and do tell a friend. And of course, if you feel like going and giving it a review or a rating, I would love that. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on iHeart. And yeah, I think that's about it. All India Radio, maybe. Nah. Cool. Take care, my friends. Goodbye. God bless. Cheers. The Baby Bed Podcast, every Wednesday.
Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.